Keep your hands up. I literally felt like I was about to get popped in the back of the head with a ruler. And I'm just smelling like Ajax. All right, let's come on, let's go. All right, let's. You you know that song, right? I, I know. <laughs> I, I know that song. I've, I've heard I've heard them all. They're so growing, good. Growing up. All right. Oh. <laughs> all right. Let's let's let's. <laughs> no, don't high five yourself. All right, let's. <laughs> I wasn't high five myself. This is the Open Ended Podcast, a weekly dive into tech culture with a side of sass. I'm James T. Green, the one who always still gets confused for Young Chop on the CTA. <laughs> and I'm sure Vincent, and I look really good in a plaid shirt. <laughs> what are we talking about this week? Just movies in general yeah. and how people interact with it, especially since we're just so busy and it's easier for somebody to vet um the kind of content that we that we are told that is deemed worthy of our time mm-hmm. and unfortunately that um that certain award ceremony gets most of the plum mm. are you talking about the oscars i'm talking about the oscars yeah well here we are yeah here we are um i don't want to talk about the oscars <laughs> i don't want uh, it's not an oscar show yeah thank god because i don't i don't want to honestly like if you want to hear about the oscars just listen to the latest episode of the read mm-hmm. the latest episode of the read pretty much said everything that i want to say about the oscars that yep. i don't want to repeat here but we're gonna take a more like narrow focus narrow focus today. for sure so yeah. um only reason why i'm touching on the on the oscars is because there was a um, there was a film that was nominated for best best picture and a couple other perform and art and artistic performances, including um, best act best supporting actress, which it won for, mm-hmm. and best actor was nomination for um, Eddie Redmayne in Danish Girl. Yeah. Um, I, I, I I have no idea about this that movie, so you have to tell me. Okay, the what Danish <laughs> the Danish Girl is about um. It's about a, um, a white transgender, and he was the first person to have uh, the uh, sex change. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that one, like, a little bit. A little right, bit, right, right. You know. And um, the film, it, in most circles, was kind of just kind of like one of those um, art house films that was just kind of being made to get Oscar contention mm-hmm. not really i was not a great film it wasn't amazing it, it wasn't and it wasn't a bad film it just wasn't it was one of those films where like it kind of like the um what was the movie that came out last year the i have no idea no, i can't i can't jump into your brain right now give me, you know, um, well <laughs> i'm thinking out loud you're give thinking out second. loud all right i'll give you your moment <sighs> james give, um, give me you want me to draw out some stuff for you um were the actors of color no you're not gonna know this. That's, that's why I'm not asking you. I'm not asking you. I'm asking Cher. Okay. So give give Cher a second. All right. Okay, Cher. Um, it is the imitation game. That's what I'm thinking. Wow. Of. That okay. Was... Exactly. You would not know this. <laughs> not at all. But you would. But... God damn, James. You're like, <laughs> fuck. Okay. So, ugh. Anyway, the, imita- okay. the intimidation. Okay. The um, and anim- fuck. Um, Im- imitation game. Yes, the imitation game. That was it. Was somewhere kind of similar to the Danish Girl this year, where it seemed like it was a film that was a biopic as well, and it just seemed like it was um, being told strictly for Oscar t- contention, not necessarily a film that um, 
was not that great. And I, I had my issues with that movie too. And that was also about um, a um, the team that did Morse code, and he was also a, he was also closeted gay homosexual. And another instance where like these characters are being portrayed by a cis white male, mm-hmm. and not from people who actually have any real <laughs> backstory. Uh-huh. And um, the reason why I bring up the Danish girl is because there was a film that came out last year that was about transgender um, sex workers. Sex workers. Of all that. Of people of color and was just a far superior film. It was so superior. Oh my God. I'm so excited to talk about this. Now, movie. again, I, this I you know, I have, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I don't want to put down Danish Girl because the story is a good story. I'm glad it's being told. I just wish it was told better. Mm-hmm. And this story, the movie we're talking about is Tangerine. Tangerine. If you have not seen it, there's no excuse because it's not Netflix. And everyone has Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, your friend has Netflix. If you don't, if your friend doesn't have it, your mom has it. But Let somebody, somebody give you a login and, or something. And spend 90 minutes on this film because it deserves every single minute. It's it really does. so good. It's so good. I cannot stress how good it is. <laughs> I've been obsessed okay. for the past like week and a half. Okay, okay. So I'm going to give a little bit of breakdown. Yeah, please, uh, Tangerine because... Um, he actually saw the movie. Be, so. be, yeah, I actually saw this movie. Like, I'm terrible at watching movies and... I didn't know we were going to talk about this, and I was like, oh, yeah, watch Tangerine. So, Tangerine, Tangerine, it is a comedy drama film, and it produ- it uh, premiered at the 2015 uh, Sundance um, Film Festival, and it, like, follows um, uh, a transgender sex worker, and she, like, found out that her boyfriend slash pimp was uh, cheating on her. And she on her with a cis woman. Yeah, and oh White my woman. god, like oh, like the story was really solid. It really like um it was shot beautifully in this way that just made LA just seem like this like land that like is completely outside of what you usually think of mm-hmm. when you think of LA. Like, the seedy underbelly of LA. Right, 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 right. It, it it was filmed very really. Um and I think just the storytelling of this of this film was so great. Um because it was like you said it was realistic in a way that hasn't really been portrayed in a film of this caliber before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ugh, It's just so nice to see transgender women as not, you know, caricatures so yeah. much. Or They're, just like background, like, like, uh, like whoa, window dressing, you know what I mean? Essentially, just like, like uh, the token yeah, transgender now will just become a yeah, thing now. Just and just in the back here, and yeah. Right, like, you know, she's just, she's just a character or the back, you know, filtering it out, and mm-hmm. sometimes you might have a story around her, like like Laverne Cox in um, Black, Orange the New Black. Like, she has, she's a significant character, but, like, the story is not her story. Mm-hmm. She just happens to be there. Are you talking about having movies featuring, like, people who have whole stories? I know. Isn't that weird? Isn't that, Isn't that weird? An, a radical idea. It's very radical. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, and there was so, and it wasn't just, you know, the two main characters, transgender too. There was transgender all through the film. And um, one of the one of the plot lines of the movie too was this, just the interesting way they told the story of another, of the, the, the third person in this movie, which was the cab driver. Mm-hmm. And his introduction to how he, uh, worked in this world was so interesting because you also it was another perspective of LA that you don't really get is from the people, you know who, you know you don't really talk you don't really have a perspective from the cab driver ever. Mm. So 
I don't know. There's a lot of interesting things in this movie that was working for uh, working in an interesting way. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like you have something to vent about in regard to like this movie not getting the recognition it, it deserves as compared to the Danish girl. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you cook. I'm okay. Let you cook. Um. Yeah, I was late to the party on Tangerine. I heard about it and I knew that it existed and I hadn't watched it, but I wanted to make a point when I had saw it that it got, um, con- uh, it was considered for a few awards for this um, Independent Spirit Awards, which I think is a far superior award ceremony. They've always been um, not just a contender for Oscar bait, but also there were so many other films that get acknowledged in the independent spirit awards and usually happens the night before the oscars that saturday so um i the best supporting actress work went to um one of the actors from the um tangerine film and then it was also nominated for best picture i think or at least one of those awards because it was it was it was definitely had like at least more than one award that was nominated for Mm -hmm. which i was really excited about so i said okay i have to watch this film and I realized it was on Netflix. I'm like, okay, no excuse. So, like, I watched it on the bus and then on my home. And I watched the rest of it when I got home. And, oh, my gosh, it's so good. But um, I was disappointed just because there is a similar story that was nominated for Oscars. And it just wasn't – and it's, it's bad enough with all the, like, you know, so Oscars so white. But they had two stories, two almost – not identical, but, like, two stories of the same kind of plight that was – um, in theaters this year, and they went with the one that was all white. Mm. They went with the one that was all white that had, you know, a little more money behind it, maybe. I don't know. But, like, it just it just seemed so fucking wrong to me. And <laughs> I was like... And the, and the one that I went with was not that very good. It wasn't. It was okay. Like, it was... It was a film. But I was just, it, <laughs> but I was just like... I don't know. I just... It was like... I was bored. With it, and I, I try to watch, um, most of the Oscar films that are nominated because that's just I don't know. It's I've I've been doing that since forever, regardless if it's all white or not. It's just what I do. Okay, you have some patience on you. <sighs> let it out, let it out. I know this is therapy. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, cause I see, I see what real stories can be like, mm-hmm. and I see what real characters and real actors who are transgender and their stories are valid and then i see those same stories portrayed by people who don't actually have a real background or a backstory behind that to actually portray it in a way that is not only realistic but you know honest mm-hmm. and like people who have skin in the game and are yeah, like precisely. These, these lived experiences. And it's, and it's not something that you can just like, you know, follow around a transgender for a couple of weeks, you know, and copy them, their mannerisms and, you know, wear heels. That's not what a transgender is. And, it, and that's what it felt like when I was watching The Danish Girl. And the fact that he was nominated for an Oscar, too, it's just like a kind of like a slap in the face. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. God, good job on you that you, you know, that you could do that, that you could you wear heels and wear lipstick and was convincing. And mm-hmm. it's just, it, it just pisses me off. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, you feel better? A little bit. You feel good? <laughs> okay, good. And yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I think Tangerine's a gift, and that people it was people weren't ready. People, people weren't, weren't ready, ready for that for goldenness. That. Oh my god! And um, and uh, Do Press Brothers, man, like they're doing some really interesting shit mm-hmm. for some 
you know, two white dudes talking about diversity. If you're gonna, you know, <laughs> <laughs> call back, call back. Um, they're they're doing great. If you're not familiar with the Dupress Brothers, they um, they've been putting out some really interesting films. They have another um movie that I really love on. I know, it used to be on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's on there anyway. But it's called The One I Love, um, starring Elizabeth Moss and um one of the brothers. I forget his name, but um, it's super good. Um, I love that movie. I absolutely oh, you, you seen love it? that movie. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Okay, movie. yeah, yeah. It's such a good movie. So I was good. literally just talking about that movie uh, right before leaving out uh, oh, really? with a uh, friend of the show and uh, life partner, my peach emoji. We were talking about this movie just because, like, the idea where if she had a twin, I'm not sure if I would pick the right one. Like Drake said, you know, if he had a twin, I would still choose you. I don't know. So <laughs> that was not a spoiler for the one I love, but. You should still watch it. You should totally watch it. It's so good. It's so so good. Um, and also he was a character on uh, the both of the brothers actually are characters on the Mindy Project mm. as the midwives who worked upstairs from the office. So yeah, um, they you're, are doing. You're really- so in this. Like you're so in it. Like yeah. you're just a culture. Whatever. I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. I, I absorb everything, yeah, and I have do. a fucking and I have a photographic memory. So every time I see something, I remember forever. Right. Anyway, you're um, just a sponge. That's what my mom used to call me a sponge. You're just a sponge. Um, um, Can can we talk about how this movie was filmed? Because that's where I find it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting towards, too, is that um, the Depressed Brothers, they are doing really interesting things. But I think what is setting them apart in this movie particular is the, the, the cinematography and how they made this film. And it's entirely filmed on iphone 5s's yeah and that blew my mind especially when you see the movie like you cannot i I couldn't comprehend like how did they get that (laughs) angle how they would do like that sweeping thing yeah yeah how was that possible exactly how did it look so good Um, my shit doesn't look that good on my iphone s5 on 5s5 right it was terrible but i mean like there's a couple reasons why it kind of looks a little bit better so they, and this is where, like, aside from the movie being great, I really geeked out on, like, the technology side on the back of it because I have zero chill whatsoever. <laughs> so, a couple ways that they used these iPhone 5Ss. I believe they had about three or four, mm-hmm. you know. I, you know, around that matter. But they had a couple things loaded onto them. So, they had an anamorphic adapter. Mm-hmm. Um, that helped them to uh, change out the ratio of the way that they filmed it. Originally, the iPhone is like a 16.9. Um, so this actually changed to get like a 2.40 to 1 aspect ratio on right. there. Um, also, this was with the iPhone 5S. This was before you could do all the things such as locking, exposure, focus, and white balance. So they had this app also on there called Filmic Pro um, that allowed them to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Now we have a lot of this shit standard with the uh, success and success right. plus. Um, and also you were talking about those big swoopy things that <laughs> how they had it. So they had um, the Steadicam uh, right, 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 right. Um, for for them as well. Right. Um, which is typical in like most camera, um, right. in most cinematography. But right. the fact that they did it so well without it like mm-hmm. clipping. Yeah. on an iPhone mm-hmm. was really impressive. Yeah, and but the thing was like they still used um, like a lot of same post production things, sure, um, sure, to make sure that you know everything looked good. I mean, in in the long run, like you can still shoot stuff on your devices, but if you don't have a good post production situation, it's still gonna look like a bunch of home movies. Totally. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really dope. Um, not only because the whole f- uh, the whole film was shot only on a hundred thousand dollars. 
Um, and then they made seven times that mm-hmm. amount. <laughs> they sure did. Which is awesome. And also it's like awesome to me because like a lot of the video art that I do, mm-hmm. I make using iPhone as well. Precisely, which is why I wanted mm-hmm. to bring this up. Yeah. Um, mainly it's like, for me, it's strictly an aesthetic choice. I love the aesthetic nature of just having like this really, um, I wouldn't necessarily call it rudimentary, but kind of like a utilitarian device that a smartphone is and having mm-hmm. that aesthetic with video taking, but also it's portable as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I know how to easily get the stuff on and off of it. It's super inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and like artistically too. Yeah, and, yeah and, and artistically you can yeah. do a lot of interesting things with right. it. Right. Cause like, I mean with what I liked about the film so much is that there's so many intimate shots that you can get that you can only really get on something that's small and portable. Exactly. Like a lot of the shots inside the taxi. Um, or even um, just the donut time like yeah, that very exactly. first scene when you come in and it's so f- close to her face mm-hmm. but also in an interesting angle that you could probably necessarily couldn't get on a large camera because of just right. space mm-hmm. and it was just really interesting because like yeah, you, yeah. you could definitely get like your zoom in but not from that certain angle right and, and i think the thing that was super interesting with that was because um since the um since the main characters in the film, they were first timers. Mm-hmm. Um, shooting on iPhone kind of lended to making, and I read in a couple of interviews, it lended to them feeling more comfortable. Sure, because it's just like, it's just longer. It's like a long form selfie. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's an hour long selfie. <laughs> um, and yeah, that just like kind of lends itself to kind of like that raw emotion that's mm-hmm. happening while you're shooting this movie. If you're just acting in front of the phone camera, it's like, you know, we're out, out with our girls, you know, just chilling out. Just Snapchatting. Just Snapchatting so, yeah. for, for an hour, you know, just hour long Snapchat. And, right. um, but instead you're making a movie and like a lot of times, like even, you know, when even speaking on audio, just being in front of like a large microphone or like a large lens of a camera. It kind of gets intimidating, especially for a first timer. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I just like really, and I feel like the the filming mechanism really lent itself to the personal nature that the film had, mm-hmm. and why I'm kind of on the same side of you, even though I haven't seen Danish Girl. I'm sure it's a lovely film, but Tangerine, I feel like should have got some more nods. Certainly, and um, yeah, um, I also just uh, just on a Tangerine thing. Mm-hmm. And a story thing, like the like the whole the whole idea is that um Cindy, um Cindy got upset that her um her boyfriend slash pimp was sleeping with somebody else. When I saw the pimp, I was like, yeah, I beat somebody up too. I get it. Valid, <laughs> valid. He's like it. he's like he's like sleazy cute. You know so what I mean? Like sleazy I, cute. I slid to his IMD page. His picture there, top notch. Yeah. I got it. I like, yes, I get it. I get it, girl. Like, I understand. Yeah. I am with you on this. <laughs> you know what? In the, in the movie, he looks like, um, okay, so, like, let's let's flashback to high school here. He's, the, he's, <laughs> he's that guy that sat outside the, 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 um, the school, probably had a bootleg Eminem CD, mm-hmm. um, probably was smoking mm-hmm. Marlboros, but he was, like, cool with all the black people. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's still, like. He's like Tommy. <laughs> Tommy and um and what's that show called Power? I haven't seen Power, oh, okay. so I can't. I don't know this reference. Okay, but he's like the coolest. He's that one. He's that one dude. The one white dude who's kind of woke. Yeah, he's yeah yeah he's yeah this dude that's like hell like semi woke but still says nigga. So you're like kind of like oh uh, yo bro you, you can't, 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 you can't, can't say that. Though. But yeah, that's not that's, for you. <laughs> but but yeah, that's you him cool. But dating my sister though, like. I, <laughs> 
Like, I, I think you might be on your own on that one. For no, them. no, I'm kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> but I would yeah, never. No, but, I would um, never let someone that skeezy touch my sister. But yeah. they barely look at her, let alone to, um, oh, date boy. her. But yeah. um, I get it though, because it was it was cute. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. Um, the movie was dope. I think all y'all should go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're like super big nerds on for me. You just, just, yeah, just you should just watch it. Yeah, okay, yeah, you too. I was um, super into that. I was like, yeah, Holy shit. I mean, like, yeah, just watch <laughs> it for the sake of like breaking down the cinematography and then find yourself in this like alcohol infused uh, rage of twenty tabs open about ways that they, <laughs> how they film this. Like, maybe I'm speaking this from personal experience. Maybe <laughs> that is what happened to me. I also drank like a couple of glasses of wine while we watched that. No, you're fine. So, I, I was already kind of like downloading the app. It's like I'm gonna make a film too. Like I felt like <laughs> I could do this. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I mean, just for the sake of just like looking at that and like I've used the, Vegas the, before. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> saturation techniques, like you know, the hilarious storyline. Um. Oh, there, there's also like, and then I think we'll like. Uh, finish this up here also like i think the best sex act scene i've ever seen in the film in that movie and that's all i'm gonna leave you there oh 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 yeah, I, yeah oh yeah, my yeah, god yeah, yes yeah, yeah we're not even gonna tell you i'm not gonna, gonna tell you but it. it was lit it was so lit it was lit as i say you ain't gonna let your car wash this is the same oh yeah um yeah so you wanna you wanna cl- you wanna close out um, our convo, yeah. Um, I think that um, representation is really important. Mm-hmm. And while yes, it's good that a movie such as The Danish Girl was a a story of transgender and does show representation as far as a topic point, that shouldn't be the only representation that is discussed. Right. So. And you can do a lot of dope shit on a semi-nice budget, but mm-hmm. you still got to have a lot of artistry behind because you can still have cheap materials, but if you suck at storytelling, it still don't suck. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, be talented, guys. Yeah. <laughs> be great. Be great. <laughs> oh, God. We're jerks. No, nah, I mean, like, hey, you listen to this, you know, we might as well give you some motivation. Y'all should be great. Y'all, yes. Y'all are great. <laughs> This episode of Open Ended is sponsored by Field Notes. Field Notes brand USA made memo books and other products, including seasonal limited editions. Visit fieldnotesbrand.com or 400 North May in Chicago. I am personally a huge fan of Field Notes. If it wasn't for Field Notes, I would literally lose every single thing that pops in my head. Everything <laughs> from really bad fan fiction ideas to names of people that I don't forget two drawings of people's jacked up shoes on the L. It's great. First off, there's no bad fan fiction. <laughs> you haven't read some of my my really bad um, things. I, 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 I look forward to listening to it, but... I have a great feeling of the story, though. Okay. You. So, I was visiting a coffee shop out here um, in the Streeterville neighborhood, uh, Dollop Coffee and Tea. I was writing, I was actually working on this long form piece of writing that I'd been working on for like about a month and only trace of it was in my field notes because I like to like start off my draft there. And I was working on this for so long, I was really, really excited about it. And then all of a sudden I lost the book. I completely left it there. I was also in like a caffeine infused high, oh like no. about like about three cups of coffee deep. I just like rolled out of there and I realized my book, I was like, I had no idea what it was. But luckily, because the field notes has the things in the beginning, that's like, okay, put down your information mm-hmm. for like a reward and all that stuff. The nice baristas out there, they emailed me and were like, hey, I think this is your book. 
um, next time you come in over here and like get it back. So I got my field notes back and it was really, really happy. That's awesome. I love field notes and you should get field notes too. Go to fieldnotesbrand.com for more information. Yes, you should. So I think I know what time it is. We've hit towards the end of our episode. So what time is it, Cher? I think it's uh, open call time. It is open call time. Open call. Open call. It is open call time. I, I think I lost my 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 vigor for <laughs> what for my air horn today. What? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna let yeah. Blah, 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 blah. It's okay. It's okay. Wah, 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 wah. So share. Sherilyn, what <laughs> is your open call this week? Um, my open call this week um, needs some backstory. So, oh boy, <laughs> is it CBS Morning News again? No. Okay. No, it's not. Um, so I've been feeling um, really sad recently, like really, really sad. Um, but also, I've got an, I've got a huge, a bad case. I had a bad case of uh, the Mean Reds. You know what that is? I mean, um, it's a reference to Breakfast at Tiffany's when Holly Golightly, Holly Golightly is talking about um, the Mean Reds, which is worse than the blues because you, it's being sad and scared, but not really knowing why. Oh, boy. And um, I've been having just, just a really bad case of it, but the only thing that really pulls me out of it is uh, listening to one of my favorite bands, The Cure. Um, they are the cure to my mean reds and quite mostly everything else. And um, earlier today, I was just walking around and I had my I had my phone on shuffle, and my favorite song in the entire world popped up, which is a love song. Nothing has. It's my favorite song of all time, of all time, and I don't use that very often. But in that case of that song, it's always put me in a good mood. Nothing's ever bad happened to me when that song is playing, (laughs) and it's pulled me through so many really dark, deep, deep dark places. And that that band specifically has helped me so much. But. yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Love Song by the Cure and just the Cure General. Robert Smith is a perfect angel, and um, I'm happy that he is in the world still making music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so my shout out this week is to Love Song by the Cure. It's a wonderful song if you haven't heard it already. Um, what's wrong with you? But also, wow, um, that's yeah. But yeah, that's my shout out this Aww. week. Yeah, I know it's very sentimental, but that's really sweet because yeah. my open call is super abrasive. <laughs> Um, <laughs> All so, right, so gonna put some salt on that wound. <laughs> so my open call this week is by my newest. Um, if, if anybody knows me outside of this show, or maybe listen to us for roughly how many episodes? Been forty four. Forty four over a year. Forty now. over a year now. You know I love me some Atlanta rap. So my newest Atlanta rap SoundCloud thing right now is Lil Yachty. Are you familiar with Lil Yachty? No. Who's Lil Yachty? So, Lil Yachty is dope as fuck. <laughs> if you want a visual of this guy, you know, he's got gold teeth. He has bright red 
like dreadlocks on top of his head. He's got like uh, like shaved sides. Actually, kind of similar to my hair, except not as like long and red. Red. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about his music is like the reason I love Atlanta rap so much and why I'm strongly considering like just going to a grad school program because I would do a dissertation on Atlanta rap is the fact that like his music. Like, especially, like, when you think of, like, Atlanta rap, you think of, let's say, Future. Um, but, you oh, know, you, but, 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 um, yeah, Kill or I'm, like, I'm thinking of, like, new Atlanta rap mm. right now. Um, but, like, when you start thinking about, like, um, like Atlanta rap weirdos, like, I love Mackinac and things of that nature. So uh, Lil Yachty is kind of, like, in that same realm, um, except it's just, like, even weirder, weirder. Like, it's, like, young thug, like, on Adderall. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> And, but it's so good though I mean like Yo I'm like gonna like Play you one right now um, This one um, It's called Hollywood And it's um, Swag Hollywood And Lil Yachty um, And it's over this 808 Mafia beat It's so good um, It's so good, right? Like, it's like, and the thing about it is, like, it's bubblegummy, which is, like, the best thing about it. Like, it feels like it's definitely, like, like on the side of trap music, it's, um, it's not as dark, yeah. but it's, like, happy, you know what I mean? Um, I'm going to play one more for you to give it a really better idea. So, like, this one is a little bit weirder. Um, this one's called Water on My Face. <laughs> Uh, and like his aesthetic is like really interesting in a way too because it's just like it almost like his aesthetic looks like screen capped uh, like Snapchat photos. Oh like you know it's just like scribbled typography. I love, a, I love that that's an aesthetic. Yeah, I mean that's his aesthetic. Like if I had to think about his aesthetic, it's that. But it's just oh, it's so beautiful. Like listen to this hook. Like yeah, so um, that is my shout out this Coffin week. Call uh, this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lil, Lil Yachty. Um, also, shout out to Lil Yachty's squad because I like posted one of his sound calls and like they liked my tweet. So, Aww. so that's really nice of y'all. Squad goals. <laughs> yeah. Um, squad. Yeah. Is, 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 is that it? Are, are we done? I think we're done. We're done? Oh, we're man. We did, it. <laughs> we did another episode. We did another episode. How? <laughs> Yo, we've been, oh, we've man, we've been doing, doing this for it. so long. Um, I, love I still it, can't believe that. This is episode 44. Episode 40, motherfucking 40. <laughs> four. We did it, though. Four fours. Four fours. Yeah, and... Bloop, bloop. We're here, and um, like again, like another thank you to the folks that came out to the live show last week. Yes, uh, we, thank you so much. We, it was we, lovely yeah, seeing we, you all. We turned up in my hometown. We did. That was, that was had really some dope. chicken and spice. My um, belly was full of happy. <laughs> and if you want to like have us come up for like a live show, like hit us up, email us, um, or tweet at us. Uh, the open ended. Uh, what is, what is our email? The open ended pod- the open ended yeah. podcast at gmail.com at gmail.com. Um, Twitter at open ended fm. Like let us know. Like we'll totally do a live show. Or you can um, slide into our DMs on our website at open ended fm slash content. Yeah. Um. But I'm just like super excited. Like I can't believe we're episode 44. Um, we did it, man. So we want to give another shout out to the Chicago Podcast Co-op um, for letting us be a part of their network. Um. So we want to give another like you know raise up to our fellow CPC family, and we should tell you about tight pencils. 
What is Type Pencils here? Type Pencils is a show that explores the process of making art, and Kevin sits down with a maker, cartoonist, painter, or designer to find out about their work and what inspires them to create. That is Type Pencils here at the CPC. And also, like, shout out to Kevin because Kevin and I had a long form conversation just about like Vintner hot chips. So, <laughs> Kevin is dope as fuck. Kevin's definitely invited to the Black Barbecue. Absolutely. And uh, Kevin, <laughs> um, Kevin is cool. We sat next to each other at Secret Hitler stream this past Friday. And uh, yeah, he is adorable. He is, as Maya said, a oh, flower God. that should be on my windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> You know who else should be a flower on our window seals? Uh, Cards Against Humanity, because yes. they were so thankful for letting us to use their space for recording Thank today. you so much for letting us use your facilities. Yes, we appreciate it. exactly. Um, all of our planning and scripts and all that shit was done by Cher and me. Um, the music, who did that? U plus one F six zero C, which is a Unicode for the Blizzard emoji, and is James' musical side project. Yay. So, as always, if you enjoy this variety extravaganza every week by week and all this art that we're giving you, shout out to Bodega Boys, you should rate us on iTunes. Give us five stars. If do it give, for the culture. We do it for the culture. Um, give us le- If you give us less than five stars, you should not rate us at all. Yeah, just don't be petty. Don't be petty. Um, if you use Overcast, um, if you're team iOS, um, you should swipe up on your album art and hit recommend. That's how people on Overcast let... Let, you know, lets them know that this is a good podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you use Stitcher, you can find us there as well and share with your friends and family. Yes. Um, any uh, any other things? You should Money. donate. Money. You yes. need to pay bills. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's a little bit after the first, and I just did a large grocery store run, and I like having food in my house. Same. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, keep this thing going. Keep um, keep supporting Black Podcast. Um, black Art. Yeah, I really think we should like totally just like start shouting out other Black Podcasts at the end of our show. I we should totally should. do that. Um, remind us, listeners. <laughs> um, but yeah, like send us over some cash. Help this thing uh, continue to be sustainable. Um, you can do that at patreon.com slash open-ended if you want to give us money week to week, or you can give us a one-time donation at um, open openended.fm slash donate indeed so yeah i think we hit the end and um before next week we actually have like a dope ass special guest next week we who do. is our special guest next week maya so maya 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 they are the community manager of the uh, game secret hitler yep. and all around dope person and, dope human person yeah and maya has like the most lit tumbler you ever seen it's um, so needlessly lit, and it's <laughs> it is all tagged, and it's super great. Yeah. And yes, um, I'm excited for you to get to know them. Yeah, so like definitely stay tuned next week because we're gonna have an awesome episode about the weird in and outs of uh, weird weird blackness uh, as we all inhabit and, and gaming and game culture. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. So until next week, what do we tell everyone? Keep things open ended. <laughs> <laughs>